What is up, everyone? It's the commissioner here. Just letting y'all know that we have a very exciting episode coming up with two really great guests on the show, along with myself and the GM. I'm just letting y'all know it's going to be a great episode, the first of two parts. Uh, first time ever we've ever done this. We got our guys, uh, our two guests onto the show. We brought them in and we were able to do not just one, but two whole episodes uh, for y'all. We broke it down into two parts, part one and part two. Part one is going to be coming up here in just a second. And it was a lot of fun. We got to talk about the season, like what's the, what's been the ramifications on the tank, Trade deadlines, a lot of hoopla in between. We even discussed last season, the end of last season, and what pretty much led us down this uh, path of uh, either you could either see it as uh, destruction or reconstruction. I like to think of the latter as the reconstruction. So we discussed that as well as everything else in between from the hardened trade to the trade deadline and everything in between. So just wanted to let you all know to be on the lookout for part two, which will be coming up next week that will be next week i think I, I should have the episode out by next monday that'll be next monday the 12th of april so you guys be on the lookout for that and uh yeah we just got some wonderful guests on the show for you today uh, we got t smooth and as well as the mr fundamental returning to the pod along with uh, the commissioner and the gm so you guys really uh are in for a treat on this one so you guys enjoy, sit back, relax, and uh, welcome to the Summit State of Mind. At times I feel old like I'm going out of style, so I turn down the music on my FM dial. I beg of you to come and listen for a while and look at this wonderful world through the eyes of a child. This is my chance to... What is going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks and everything Houston Rockets. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and of course, with me again is my brother, my tag team partner who is currently on the phone, the GM, Justin. How you feeling? I'm good. I, I was, I'm just on Twitter, you know, surfing the feed, uh, seeing what's going on in the world, keeping up with current events. I am like, uh, you are that guy. You are that guy. You always do that. You're always on Twitter. I always see it. Uh, what is, what's your what's your tagline? Bobby Dazzler. Bobby Dazzler. Active. <laughs> well, the Bobby Dazzler. The Bobby Dazzler. Well, welcome in everyone on a wonderful episode once again, part one of an awesome episode because we I had to break it down into two parts because I got not just one guest, I got two guests on the show today. Two returning guests on the show today. I'm introduced to you guys. The first one, he was, he's back once again. I think this is his third or fourth. No, I think third. Third episode. I have uh he's he's consistent. He's the person I go to for anything everyday life. He's the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Fundamental, Ray Marcelino. What's going on, Mr. Fundamental? How you doing today? What to do, baby? <laughs> And it's the same like tagline every time. <laughs> keep it, we'll keep, keep it same. simple. Yeah, keep consistent. Keep it consistent. Just like the just like the big fundamental. It's the way. I, it's the way I like it. <laughs> and with us, because it's not just one guest; it's two guests. So our second guest on the show is a, it's his second time back on the show. Smooth with the jumper, three point shots for days. May not be the fastest guy on the court, but he gonna knock down thirty five foot jumpers. In your face, introducing once again T Smooth, aka Tim Keister. What's going on today, man? 
I'm fast. I'm not slow. No, you're, yeah, you're fast as hell. You're fast oh. as hell. It was a joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just clearing it up for everybody. I'm fast. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's be positive. <laughs> be positive. I need that. I need uh, that. Fast for his size. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We're talking about. We're talking about we're, I like think that we're all in decent shape. Yeah. All of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> I'm not segueing. I'm not segueing this really well. Anyways, <laughs> welcome in, y'all. Uh, thanks again, once again, for coming back, y'all. Y'all, we're not doing this in a. This isn't a. What, what's that word? Not on location. What's that word? Um, remote. We're not doing it remote. The first episode with uh, T Smooth was remote. We weren't yeah. uh, together, so we had to do it through Zoom and. That whole thing. So, welcome in. You're officially you're officially at the summit with the I'm bros yep. on the couch. On the couch. On the couch of life. Yes, sir. I gotta na- I gotta give this couch a name. I don't know what to call it. The love couch. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> Never mind. Casting, <laughs> yeah, nah, don't no, do don't do that either. <laughs> Chris isn't here, don't so we can't either. like really indulge that too too much into that realm of the world. <laughs> that's 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 the nature boys uh, territory. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, he's been on this couch. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the nature boy. We miss you, buddy. <laughs> well, what is going on once again? Obviously, there's there's just been a lot going on. Uh, in the the state of the Rockets, if I can just direct it over to Mr. Fundamental for a quick minute, the last time we had you on the pod was Rockets Lakers preview, not yeah. even not even um like reviewing the series, like yeah. we were previewing the series. Yeah, a lot has happened since then, huh, Mr. Fundamental? Sure, yeah, <laughs> a lot. A lot of negative things has happened. So, so I I just have to so I have to ask you like. After that series had ended and we got knocked out in five games, what was your initial thinking? I think you weren't really confident from the get-go. You were actually the only one out of all of us that was like, yeah, no, we don't have a shot. <laughs> I don't remember. I thought I did, but yeah. You were oh, realistic. Well. Yeah, I guess. I don't actually really remember anymore. It's that's It's been wiped out. A year out. ago? Less, Almost. Oh, it's probably since, ago. like, what, August? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. He, Regardless of that, how that series played out, I, no, actually, yeah, I, I, once the series ended, I was like, dude, it's over. I hate this damn team. I'm never cheering for them again, especially you know with the whole Tillman things and stuff, and with people wanting out. I was like, I'm over it. I don't want. I don't. I'm not, I'm never cheering for this team ever again. <laughs> you're like the Rockets. You were done. You were just like Harden yeah. was done. I was done. You were done. Yeah, and then season started, and it was like, I'll peek, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll pay attention, and then we got rid of Harden. And I'm like, hey man, these these kids are pretty cool. I'm, I'm gonna start watching. This seems fun. This is different than what we're norm uh, accustomed to with Harden being here and always being. Uh, playoff team yeah. with, mm-hmm. with contention. Yeah. Uh, but this team seems fun. I don't know. I like the, the young guys. You're getting some consistent, like, you know, like, because with Harden, you had, it was Mori, it was Mori Ball, along with D'Antoni System, along with Harden. And that yeah, was the that makeup was, of the team for the last the what, five, six years, maybe. Yeah. And that's the, that was the squad that we rolled with. And, 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 and turning it over to you, uh, a T-Smooth, like, 
From I didn't get to really ask you what your mindset was at the end of that season as well. I know we talked about the Harden trade and how you felt about it, but like even before then, like what was your mindset? Like, did you believe that team could run it back again, or did you think that that Westbrook Harden they, they that ship had sailed already? I I thought it sailed. I I didn't think they were gonna, especially the way the other teams were playing and how deep they were, because I just go off of matchups, you know. And I I knew, I mean I knew they were gonna go past OKC. But after that, I didn't. I didn't think they were going to go any further. And that they cut it too close too. I mean, it took them seven games just to yeah. knock out OKC, right? Yep. Lou Dort, the, Lou Dort, the MVP. Yeah. <laughs> it took a, a Harden playing stalwart defense yep. to stop the yeah, it was comeback. Like a, it's a last minute save. Yeah. You know, like it could have been disastrous. That oh could yeah. Could have painted the legacy of James. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In that if they would have lost that one. It's completely it would have looked really bad. Oh, he oh, wouldn't yeah. have made it, especially against CP3. <clears throat> and a rookie, yeah, you know, out. and a yeah. rookie that was basically locking him up every now and then, you know. CP3 would never let him hear the end of it. I'm oh, sure yeah. if he had eliminated him, like I told you, should never. Look, y'all saw that at the All Star game. They did their handshake, Harden and CP3. Oh, they the did. Yeah, did they did. They did the old thing and. They were just like, in, it was like old times, and I, I shed a tear a little bit, you know? Oh, everyone. Dude, they have a dedicated fan base from that 2018 season. If you go I on cry. Twitter, there's like Arian, like this Twitter tag named Arian. There's a guy named Abramson or whatever. And they all, all they ever do is talk about that 2018 season. This day in 2018, da-da-da. I'm just yeah. like, all right, y'all, just just kill me now. Like, seriously. I, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I love CP3. I mean, look what he's doing now. Yeah. Yeah, Phoenix number is two, legit. Number two in the whole conference. Turn, right behind Utah, turn, literally turned a crappy team to a good team. Yeah, I'll buy the stuff. I'll go so far as to say, you know, I know this. Is they were terrible a, last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're a Rockets pod, but I'll go so far as to say is I'll put I'll buy Phoenix's Phoenix's stock more than I'd buy Utah's stock. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I, I absolutely, right? I would. Right? Y'all, yes. uh, yeah, GM, you would agree, right? Hundred percent. Utah is going to flame out in the playoffs. I, I don't, don't believe they, in Utah. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't have proven. I don't think anybody does. Even LeBron didn't by not by not picking. I know. You know Gobert, Gobert or Donovan. Or Donovan. Weren't yeah. they like or the last star. picks, right? Yeah, they're yeah. both they the, last the last two. Because man, they don't. You gotta earn that respect. Mm-hmm. They've been getting mollywopped consistently. They've been second round wonders. Yeah, just like Portland year. for the most part. Portland, I yeah. think, made it to the conference finals once, right? Mm-hmm. And then they got, they got swept. swept. They got swept. Yeah, but like, I mean, they're you are you are who you are at the end of the day. Like, as long as you and and it's not me hating on Harden either. It's kind of like. I mean, Harden pretty much ran his course with us as, a t- as, as you know, as a, as the star of a team. So I can understand him wanting to win a title. Obviously, he didn't go about it the right way. And I, I do want to ask uh, Mr. Fundamental that how you felt because I got I got the GM NT Smooth's opinion on the past episode. But your whole opinion on the whole James Harden debacle on the way he had left, uh, I'm sure you respected the way he left, right? But I mean, I respected the fact that he wanted to win a title. But how did you feel about the whole he didn't show up, he didn't? partying in vegas how did you feel about it did you did you, did you um, care at first yeah like all the little antics on the side was kind of like oh man this is this sucks like dude just be here you know be with the team but then when it's like when he's publicly said that he wanted out and i was like okay i understand like that's why you weren't really with the team you were distancing yourself and even for me i was like dude let's just trade him You're like there's no point in keeping him and then the season started, and he had the first few games that was like he was pretty hot. I was like, oh, maybe we do keep him, you know? Maybe he we will win some games with him or whatever. But then he like disappeared again. It was like, okay, yeah, he wants out. Like he was 
uh, not locked in at all. You can when, tell he wasn't trying anymore. Yeah, he he stopped trying. Like he wasn't yeah. dropping like, uh, what thirty points easy, whatever. He was like that, that was like the first time that he dropped less than twenty points. Yeah, right? I think in the a very last long time, five games. Like his last five or six games as a rocket, he averaged like sixteen or seventeen points. Yeah, you no, know, for could... fact he's not trying because you know he can drop thirty in his sleep. Yeah, he just... <laughs> so he he wanted out for sure. Yeah, and I was just like, dude, just for the sake of the team chemistry and the start of the rebuild, it was like, just get him out of here. And then when he went to Brooklyn, I was like, oh hell yeah, go get it, go get a ring. So that's my take on, on yeah. Harden. And GM, you felt the same way, like. You weren't loving the way he left, but at the same time, like you know, you were. I, I wasn't, but I mean, I was supportive of him because yeah. I felt like winning a title that was the best decision yeah. for his legacy. Well, that was the only way to get out of here was to make to, a scene. Yeah, to make a scene to publicly say like this yeah, team is he ass. Had, he had to give Tillman them wasn't gonna, no choice, yeah. man. Because I mean, he's locked. He was contracted for what two more years, three more years. They offered him an extension. And then offered him an extension. He was so it's like a single highest played yeah, player. Highest what was the there was no incentive for the Rockets to be like, oh yeah, we have to trade him now. He's your your pen and paper yeah, in exactly. in this organization for a couple more years. We don't have to trade you. Yep. But since he's you know given so much to the team yeah. and to the city, I feel like they owed it to him. There yeah. are people that don't support him. And of I, course. I, I I respect I understand it. that. I understand that. Yeah. I have no issue with it. But my opinion differs in yeah. the sense of I think of the good times and you know, like Boys to Men said. You know, it's so hard to say oh goodbye. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Dang. But yeah, I mean, we, we are to start singing. We are, we are twelve minutes in before we got the first Boys to Men reference. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like in, in in that aspect, like you, I'm just more grateful for what mm-hmm. he brought us, yeah. as opposed to how he left. Yeah. I don't like right. to think of you know, even in anything in life, you you try to focus on the positive parts of the journey and the negative parts, not the ending. You know, because you got to think of it as you know, the whole thing, the big picture, as opposed to just the sour, the sourness at the end. That can ruin anything. Let's be honest here. Obviously, we've seen that with a lot of people's opinions, but the overall aspect of it, you just got to be happy and grateful that he was here and put us on the map. I but, mean, he makes contenders. Yeah. And but year I mean, in and year out. Outside of that Ty Lawson year. Yeah. The lost year. The lost year with Ty Lawson. Plus, we ran... We ran out of assets to make the team better because the, the flip the flip point was Harden wanting to play with his BFF because he pushed yeah. it. Then you go back to culture and the culture that was set before him. So you know it's yeah. it's a it's a push and pull, obviously. And even then, like you just you tried to maximize, all, even if it's he wanted his BFF and it wasn't like inherently a great fit. It's still like, hey, there's two superstars here. In theory, yeah, they'll in make theory, that's in yeah. that's pretty good. You that's, know, that's what made me. Uh, I I didn't buy into it 100. percent My I bought into the stock maybe about 90, but the 90 percent is because these are two superstars that want to play. MVPs, yeah. Yeah. MVP players. They would have made it work. They almost made it work, right? Almost. Close. So they decided to trade Capella. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> wow. They 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 committed. Full time small ball to max. The that's thought true, process yeah. was to ma- maximize Russell. That's Westbrook. where I gave up. Really? Yeah. So so I mean, once so like, I that's where I went that, yeah. from like we're winning this to like damn it's fifty fifty now <laughs> like I just I I hated that trade because I loved Capella. Like, yeah, but you're more we developed him into what he is yeah, now. He like, was homegrown, and he yeah. he and Harden were amazing together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, if it wasn't for the Westbrook trade, like you know Westbrook needing that space inside, but I mean. 
I like I just I don't like okay like with our um, what's it called with our uh, personnel with D'Antoni D'Antoni never coached a traditional big man in the sense of a Capella. He always played small with, with the big that could yeah. spread the floor in quote unquote to an extent. But I agree at both sides because I agree with Tim in the sense that Clint was probably the best Superman for James. Like as in Superman's in flyer, not he's the best player. He he's a he's That's a, a lob threat. Superman Immediately, you know, <laughs> he, he he gets up there. He blocks. Yeah. He's a great defender. Yeah. It's just that the flip flop for Russ and CP3 changed the complete complexion the whole team. And unfortunately, one part that is paid a lot of money had to get moved for another part that can make a lot of money doing other things. It didn't work. It could have worked, but they, they expended too much energy as a small ball team. Like even Austin Rivers said in interviews, he never believed in it. Oh, PJ yeah. Tucker did not like it because it was hard for him. He, yeah. he has no ups. He's not Kevin Love, you know, or a Julio who can time and get rebounds. Yeah, you know, not be yeah. the most athletic. Yeah, but can grab stuff. You know, PJ is six five. Jeez. Yeah, we've all we, me and you, Kenny, have seen him in person. He's not. He's not. He's the, not that yeah, tall. He's, he's not the. Yeah, he's not the tallest uh, tree in the forest. That's for sure. True. But like. <clears throat> The reason why I believed in it is because, you know, but I thought about it now. You know, now it's 2021, so we've got about like a little over, like about a year since that trade happened, a little over a year. I, I don't know. Like, the way I thought about it was like, okay, well, you know, Golden State ran the Hampton Five. Why can't we won our five? But then I thought about it again, and I was like, but Durant's... how did they get there? Though? Yeah. Yep. Well, Durant... They got there with yeah. two bigs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They got there with two bigs, but even then, no, no, no. But even to think back on it again, they run the Hampton Five, but still, your tallest player... And then it was matchups. Yeah. It was matchups. And Durant is still... Seven feet, <laughs> yeah, six yeah. eleven. Yeah, too. Yeah. So that, that that was actually actually no matter how you sl- that was my my bottom line. I was like, yeah, I mean the yeah, Hampton the five, whale. it was a small ball five, but technically kind of wasn't a small ball five. Yeah, he's six eleven. Durant seven uh, seven foot. Yeah, they mm-hmm. said with yeah. shoes he's seven feet tall. So it's like, and you know he's the biggest anom- he's one of the biggest anomalies in sports. Yeah. So you know it, it was a, it was a tough go around all around, but um, yeah, just tough stuff. Yeah, that's that's how the Lakers won last year. I mean, what Miami had. Uh, Bam and Olenek and yeah. mm. uh, somewhat mm-hmm. Myers Leonard that barely played or whatever. Yeah, but I mean the Lakers just killed them. They had Howard, McGee, Davis. I mean they were yeah. just going back and forth, back they had and interchangeable forth. pieces. They yeah. brought different things to the table at their length, and, and they height. bought and they all bought in. Yeah, they all bought in. Yeah, but I mean right. the difference is that you know like obviously LeBron, but the way that the offense is run in the sense of. There's a lot of movement, but there's still a lot of screen and roll, a lot of more traditional basketball in that sense. Not post-ups per se, but obviously a lot of screen and rolls. You saw a lot of that. With guys that can roll to the basket like a JaVale and a Dwight Howard, a JaVale who's a lot more sound defensively than Dwight, unfortunately. Sorry, Dwight. (laughs) And AD, who can basically put the ball on the floor and run coast to coast. He can you know, play point forward, pull up for three, dunk it in. He can do anything. Yeah, both both of them out there. Yeah. So your big... Has to pick and choose which one he's going guard. Exactly. Either you know box yeah. out or have to guard AD. Exactly. He's gonna yeah. Kill yeah. you either way. That's you true. Know? It goes back to also like no. What was our talk? Like Covington, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't even play we didn't, Tyson. We had no Christian Tyson. Was, didn't even get any PT. So it's like 
it was hard, and you wanted to do that on the fly about halfway through the season. Now looking at it now, it's it's really dumb. Like didn't full time, yeah, full time rebounds is a terrible PJ? move. Oh, absolutely, I'm sure. Like, didn't he average more rebounds than PJ? Wait, who? When Covington when we were playing the small Probably. ball. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. He guarantee the, with I'm the sure he did. One. It was he a great? Is he a great Covington a great system player? Absolutely. Would I, I've loved to have him in 2018. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> it would have been perfect. Yeah, you could have just flipped him with Ariza. Right. I mean, but actually, you know, that's you all, you all know how I feel about Ariza. <laughs> don't go down that that's rabbit my, hole. Don't go down yeah, that rabbit not, hole. We're not going down there. Houston Rocket legend Trevor Ariza. I love uh, you know Trevor Ariza. My fa- he's one of my favorite Rockets of all time. He's technically three time Rocket, right? He's a, yes, yeah, he's a three-time rocket. Yeah. He wore the jersey twice, but he is a three-time rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see? Technically he, he, a three-time he rocket. He stopped by here for a hot minute and got yeah. shipped away really quick. <laughs> well, you know he wasn't going to play. No, of course no, not. He's like, nah, man, F, F that noise. But, you know, uh, let's, you know, we got him. Unfortunate enough, you know, it, it is the past. It is what it is. And uh, turn the chapter one more time. That chapter, yeah, we ran back that chapter because I feel like we didn't also get to properly review that in a way. I feel like we never really did, uh, GM, right? No. We were just so ready to move past it. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, yeah. it is what it, it is. Was, it was a lot. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot. Um, I mean, think about it where we at now. Yeah. Like Harden's a net. Westbrook's a wizard. <laughs> PJ Tucker's a buck. Mm-hmm. Oh, Houston's God. irrelevant. Austin Rivers is released and now he's a free agent. It's like. Yep. Oh. You know it's crazy. But, oh, oh my gosh! Even let's go. Let's go talk about modern news today. Literally today, B Mac just got released. Wait, he did. He, he got did. waived. He's getting waved. B Mac oh, just shit. got waved. He's getting waved. Yeah. So now to you give got, him an opportunity. Oh, yes, we got so well. Yes, and then got he got hurt, news. and then he just like <laughs> that's breaking news right there. Breaking, they, 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 breaking they news. They wanted to give him an opportunity to play with a contender, just yeah. like they've been giving all of their vets players that have succeeded. I think it's 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 in good faith because one. Ben McLemore is a solid shooter. He can help other teams, especially playoff teams. But number two, mostly, it makes good for the league, for other players to see that the Rockets will take care of their players. Yeah. You know, not like how Maury would do Oh, it. my gosh. If yeah. you guys listen to J.J. Reddick. Yeah, I was pod, just about to say dude, that. Yeah, he got screwed Falcons. over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my they, they goodness. Yeah, they hard, he, he just He's tore. Pissed. He tore New Orleans like a yeah. new ass. Like, that's why James Harden is doing everything in his power to, like, he, he he is like literally making sure that like Houston stays pristine. Like, oh, they were very transparent with me on the yeah. talks. They made sure I got to the team I yeah. wanted to. And, you know, always keeping that, you know, not slamming the door of a return, but just going like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> keeping it slightly open. So I think it's important yeah. for the Rockets in general to do that. If they want to be able our, to, yeah. Our uh, level in the standings and where we stand it's important to give those players their chance to get out and to succeed elsewhere minus a john wall obviously he won't take that but um you know i, I think that it's fair and i think it, it it bodes well for us in the future for other players that may want to sign with us you know it looks it, may, it looks good for everyone else it's so. a, a reputation builder for the rock exactly yeah. exactly and the, and, especially because they're a new front office like yeah. new yeah it's a big deal they're yeah. new like they their need, whole yeah. front they're office making good whole regime uh, is different what is it called good uh it's almost nice. like political moves almost you know what i mean yeah. to save face to look good because mm-hmm. you're you're rebranding yourself essentially because the, yeah. the harden era the mori era is technically over so now you're really rebranding yourself it's good so. first impressions exactly so for, you never know front office a player down the line might want to come so yeah that's right a player down the line might want to come in the future but we're you know what we're not talking about the future anymore we're talking about the now we're talking about today and what do you should you be doing today maybe you look at yourself in the mirror and say you know what not liking the way my hair looks i think 
Maybe my hair's a little too long, a little too scruffy. What about your beard, too? Your beard, if you have facial hair, ah, my facial hair is a little too scruffy. Oh, and maybe I want a, a shot of whiskey while I'm at it. Well, if you have all of these issues and definitely want to make a change in your life to look better facially, uh, hair-wise, as well as everything in between, you should check out uh, my friend Carlos's barbershop known as the Argyle League. Hey, man. Have you ever wanted to look like a gentleman in a place where you can get a haircut and a shot of whiskey, all while being taken care of by top-shelf professional barbers? That's right. This right here is the Argyle League, where me and my brother have been receiving our haircuts since 2016. What makes Argyle literally the coolest barbershop in the world? They were voted coolest barbershop in the world. They've been featured in GQ magazine. They were the exclusive barbershop for the NCAA Final Four in 2016. Shoutouts to U of H who made it to the Final Four. They've worked with uh, Radio 610 in Hope Lodge, Houston. They were the official barbers for the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Calendar launch party in 2017. And that is just a few of their freaking awesome accolades. So if you're tired of your hair and you want to look like a gentleman, I highly recommend going to the Argyle League and getting a fresh cut from one of their kick-ass barbers. They are located at 709 West Alabama Street in Houston, Texas. I'll say that again. Located currently at 709 West Alabama Street in Houston, Texas. I want you to visit their website now, theargyleleague.com, to book an appointment. I'll say that right now. Book now at their website, theargyleleague.com, to book an appointment. So stay sharp, gentlemen, and meet your boys at the summit. So stay tuned, everyone. We have more awesome content coming up discussing the future of the team as well as what has been going on in this current tankathon of the Houston Rockets. So go ahead and join us as myself, the GM, Mr. Fundamental, and T. Smoove go in on the current state of the Rockets. Let's, okay, so let's talk about the, enough enough of the past. Let's talk about the present. Let's talk about these current Houston Rockets squad in the hunt for a playoff spot. Psych, not really. In the hunt for a spot, but a draft lottery yeah, yeah. spot. Top, top. Yeah, let's go. And you already know, baby boo. You already know. But before we do that, like, I have to tell you. The Rockets record currently stands at 13 and 35. Where we are the second worst team in the entire NBA. Don't second say that best again. lottery. But I don't think of it. I'm a glass half full time guy. Not second worst. Second best lottery odds team. So, <laughs> there you go. There you with, go. With that, though, I have to direct the question to not even a question, though, more of a statement to T Smooth because your boy has made a statement. Freaking Kevin. Porter Jr. exclamation point. You have bought his stock from day one. Even when he was in college, you told us on the last episode, you said, watch out for my boy. He's about to do work. What do you got to say for everyone now that doubted KPJ? I told you so. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Preach. No, I mean, this, I just, because I I saw his highlights in high school. Like I said in the previous podcast, like I kind of followed him, you know, his generation or whatever the highlights so i knew he had something and then i watched him at um jesus i'm drawing a blank where was he at at cleveland cleveland yeah yeah his games in cleveland he played good you know so i just knew it, it would and he played for an nba team like yeah he played against nba other nba players all world talents, and he was yeah. doing you know at least what was it like at least above above double digit scoring 
yeah. you know, he was averaging above double uh, digit scoring. So for him to go to the freaking G League and score double digit scoring again, like yeah, averaging like twenty five, twenty eight plus, he was killing yeah, it in the G I was, League. I wasn't surprised, you know. And then of course, if he's gonna come back up, you know, well, he's he's gonna do the same thing. He was already on another NBA team, so. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of time for him to get his uh, opportunity. Yeah, and develop, and also to get a chance to be developed properly too. Because, like, the only reason why they didn't bring him up, and we talked about this earlier, uh, but the only reason why he didn't get brought up was because you know you, you saw you mean John Wall obviously, but then even Victor Oladipo, yeah. you had you were they were tr- it seemed like they were trying to make it work. Yeah, but he, he if he came up, you know. It's too many guards. He, yeah, he wouldn't yeah, get the minutes, you exactly. know, that he deserves. Then they, you're and they yeah, and they knew yeah. he deserved the minutes, but like I guess seniority played a part, you know. Well, I mean, instead well, of well, riding the bench because the the guard positions were so full, just go play in the G League yeah. and get some rhythm, you can get play, some practice. You can play 30 plus minutes a game. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's right. Cuz he'd been removed. He had not played at all during the season. He hadn't played mm. a minute in Cleveland, right? Yeah, no, They no, just no. sent him home. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you essentially and you picked him up for a second rounder, which is going to turn into nothing because it's like a what, a top 50 protected or something like that? Top 56, 54. Yeah, it's like basically you got him for nothing. What would we say? Like a bag of chips and yeah. a, a bag of chips and a handshake. It's <laughs> yeah. like literally yeah. all we got. Yeah. Yeah. Can of beans yeah. and toilet paper. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. A can of beans I mean, and toilet paper. Hey man, toilet paper is uh, a... That's true. If you were to tell us this last year, yeah, toilet paper is like the equivalent of like God, like Bitcoin. Like, yeah. <laughs> been real. Oh my God! <laughs> the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> toilet oh, paper. Rich, I got so much toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I'll gladly trade that even because uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Tesla was even saying it's not Bitcoin. It's uh, you can buy uh, Doge. You oh, can Doge buy coins. Tesla cars with Doge Doge coins or whatever, and oh I'm like, God, I wish I owned that. That'd be nice. But anyways, that's all far and away the point. But it's also not just the development of KPJ. It's also the development of the current, the best, well, I guess 1A and 1B of the best player on the team, Christian Wood. And, yes. uh, and building yeah, um, some I was going to ask you, GM, yeah, what do you think about? Being um, synchronized with yeah. each other, with their games. You know, their games complement each other very and well. And you see the future. Oh, yes, You absolutely. see it in flashes. You don't know how um, much potential uh kpj has but you do like what he brings to the table it's a matter of him expanding his game you see the flashes and how he plays you saw that move last night against the celtics he pulled that really really clean um euro you Oof. know and that was shades they, of they James, did a they did a side by side of him and harden and doing it, was, it you know and, and you can s- totally see he models his yeah. game he has <laughs> he has that um blueprint to his game. It's a matter of just executing now. Well, and during the Brooklyn game, he was taking it to, uh, to James. Yeah, to James. James. James loves yeah. Kevin. Yeah. yeah. He got an and one against You got an and one, yeah. It looked good. It looked good. And you can see that, like, it's there's a little bit of it. Yeah. Super confident. He's super confident. When he did that Euro, you know, mm-hmm. it was like one on five. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he should wait. Nope. Euro. Yeah. yeah. It was clean, dude. Yeah, it was super yeah. clean. Yeah. I was I was shocked, but you know it's 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 just one of those things. It's it's really exciting to see those guys. You know, you see now like what? Uh, gosh, um, I don't know. Mister Fundamentals by the stock. KJ Martin. Oh yeah, KJ Martin. KJ Martin. 
You know, Yo. he's very explosive well, you, player. You know, even I, I don't mean to cut you off, but like even Raphael Stone, if you guys remember, he got he did a he did a press conference, like a press interview, like after the like literally a few days ago. And he said he was like the nucleus of our team is he mentioned Wood, he mentioned Jay Sean Tate, he mentioned KPJ, and he mentioned the son of Kenyon Martin. KJ Martin. KJ yeah. Martin. Like yeah. he said those four are gonna be the nucleus, and you know, obviously cough, cough, Kate Cunningham, cough, cough. But, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's like that is the nucleus of the of the team that is going to take us into the future, mm-hmm. and then you know put some dogs around them and and maybe get like a like a not a star star but like someone like a, of a Jimmy Butler caliber, someone established that can help groom this team and yeah you know you, you you can you can cut down the rebuild by a few years but it, a lot of it is luck. Got to yeah, you just, yeah. just got to get piece that that's yeah. another star. And you got to get that build. number one pick, yeah. and you got to get that number one pick. This yeah. is this whole thing will be a failure, and we do have to talk about that also because the um, it all predicates on them getting a top three pick. If they lo- if they drop out of the top three, they lose their no, pick. They drop out of the top oh, four. four. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Top three lottery odds are the same, mm-hmm. but if they drop out, if they drop off anything below four, no, they have to. So it's, it's a, so the fourth one through four lottery odds are twenty five. Percent a piece. It doesn't change. Okay. Whether you have the fourth best record, I mean the fourth worst record, or the or the worst record, um, you all have the equal opportunity to get number one. That's as long as we can stay in the one through four range, our chances of staying there increase. Um, so at this point in time, you want to keep it that way. You want to yeah. stay at that level. That's right. In between there, so the opportunity. <laughs> so you don't need to lose. You know, that's the thing. Like it, it, it. That's why the lottery is the lottery. You don't right try to get the worst record in the NBA because like. You don't try to tank every game. Like, hey, win, win a game or two every now and then. Win a game or two out of every eight or nine, and and yeah. and, and you know, get, get the co- get the confidence to some degree. You don't want to you don't want to like waste away anything like that. So yeah. I get that. But um, let me seg- let me let's go ahead and segue into this because before we before we move on, we have to talk about another big thing that ended up happening, and that was the trade deadline. And obviously, it was the like the last of the core group that ended up leaving. Mm-hmm. And I want to. Uh, Jim, go, go ahead and give it to us right quick. Uh, what so, were the trades that went down? We had two big trades that happened, one prior to the deadline and one at the deadline. So we had the Milwaukee trade, which sent P.J. Tucker and the guy Ronald Cog, whatever from Cleveland. I don't remember his name. Oh, Karooks? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Waste of a bench spot. Karush? I swear to God, any of us could have covered that yes? spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he, Who? He was, he was he was another Tony Kukoc. <laughs> I wish in the nineties Tony Kukoc. But yeah, um, we traded him and our their uh, twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three first rounder. Yeah, and we received their twenty twenty one first and a right to swap. Oh no no no! The right to swap the twenty twenty one second Is our second round OKC pick for their something? first pick for oh, their yeah. first round pick, barring it's not in the top nine. Yeah. Highly unlikely they're in the top nine. So. Um, we're likely going to have three first round picks, possibly four. Who knows? Anything can happen in that regard. But that's a big deal considering the flexibility. I mean, that's a, an enticing piece for any team, you know, that can, that wants an additional first. Or if we were to package, you know, what you said earlier, Kenny, packaging, um, picks for, with John Wall to send him away. Yep. You would need picks like those. And, but it's also dependent on what Raphael Stone and the scouts see at the end of the first round and the early second round for us and see what we can possibly grab that can help this team in the near future. Yeah. So that's part one. Obviously, part two trade was the failure that was the Oladipo experiment. Um, we traded Vic Oladipo um, for Kelly Olenek, the god. 
Yo. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about him in a minute. Mr. Fundamental, I got a question for you after this. Anyways, go on. Go on, DM. Skinny Thor. <laughs> Avery Brad. Oh, wait, I forgot to mention. DJ Augustine and DJ Wilson were in the oh, Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's right. Let's, not, let's talk about picks. Man. I really like DJ Augustine. I like them both. One, I like Wilson. Give me both. Like DJ both. Wilson, too. Like he's Wilson a great player. Too. I love all the DJs. I know. I just like Augustine because <laughs> he's, he's a nice guy. I've yeah. met him before. I did yoga with him a couple of times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very, oh, really? very nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> very he did nice yoga. Guy. Very nice guy. Yoga, right? Yes. Yeah, um, yeah he did yoga with him. He would, he'd always be like, oh, what's going on, man? And we would talk. I told him how I believe that. Um, who was their center before? Oh, Nikola Vucevic was one of the most underrated players in the NBA. This is like back before. That's yeah, still like true. Three or four I years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was, and like, now he's, he was like, I agree with you, man. He's, he's underappreciated. He gets no love. And sure enough, the guy got traded. Chicago. Yeah, yeah. he's legit. So, he's yeah, he's a, he was he's an all-star this year. Player. Yes. He was an all-star Last this year. Vuce is a very solid player. Um, but yeah, DJ, he's a very nice guy. Houston born bred. Well, he wasn't born here. He's from louisiana he came here during don't Katrina. give the full, don't give the full story that that's but, for another that's for story time anyways that's yes, for another yes, episode. yes yes <laughs> he, but anyway dj is a nice guy dj wilson too i like his game but he's 610 very lengthy mm-hmm. someone with potential he's a first round pick someone that can you can possibly blossom under the right coaching obviously steven silas is good for development anyways let's go back to the ladipo trade oladipo so we received olenic avery bradley and a pick swap which will it's not our pick swap it's between brooklyn and miami i believe in the mm. next draft so yeah. that's a good solid like eight to ten picks miami isn't doing so hot do you think oladipo put them over the top honestly i don't think so yeah <laughs> i really don't think so no they're kind of aren't they still hovering around oh i you know i have the standings right here i think they're still hovering yeah around they're 500, at 500 right yeah. they're at a 500. lot of teams yeah. in the east are it's not like they're it's not like they're like 15 games over 500 doing work and it's yeah. like they needed that one more piece to take them over They've the top. They've been off. I'm not sure. They're a bubble team and I've said this. I've, I've always believed that Miami was a product of the bubble. Mm-hmm. Getting to sleep in your, your same room every night, getting the same bus, same no, arena. No traveling. No traveling. Yeah, no traveling. It's, it, it, and they were technically they were at home already. True. They're, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, exactly. That's what uh, who said that? Jimmy said that or somebody said that on their team or no, it was a uh, Duncan Robinson on his podcast. He said, you know, they felt like they were going to win every game because it was like a home game. To Touché. them, I respect that. I mean, that that's 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 a good way of thinking about that's it. A good point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. A very very great point in terms of what they thought they were going to be if, that they were going to beat the Lakers. Obviously, didn't end that way. But before we continue, before we go on, I just wanted to let y'all know of a wonderful brand, one of my best friends' brands, streetwear label brands. You're talking about wearing clothes, and if you love anime and you want to put those two together and you want to wear something that not only has like a good chic style, but a representation of what you love. And anime is not, it's not a closeted thing anymore. It's uh it's now at the forefront of culture and style. And now you can wear, uh you can wear your love for anime past and present and you can wear it proudly so with that said you should be able to check out my best friend streetwear label known as day off hey you that's right i'm talking to you that is listening to this podcast we're not just even though we're a sports podcast we represent anything and everything that is culture based and culture changing so are you tired of the same old anime tees are you tired of the same old mallcore look the galleria Mallcore look. Don't you want to see some cl- older classic animes getting love? 
Well, be sure to check out the brand Day Off for your retro anime goods from animes like Macross and Neon Genesis Evangelion to Cowboy Bebop, My Hero Academia, and my personal favorite, Shokugeki no Soma. Day Off is your source for anime-induced graphic mayhem. You can use the code right now, DAYOFFSUMMIT, for a 10% off discount at dayoff.shop. That is D-A-Y-O-F-F dot shop. And be sure to check it out because my my best friend Chris has went ahead and put out some awesome, awesome new stuff for his uh for the label. We just I just went in there. He had a pop-up shop recently. I just went in there and I had to buy a shirt, one of his uh nice graphic tees, representation of old 90s clothing at its best. I I had to get it from him. Uh wouldn't let him give it to me for free. I went ahead I, I wanted to buy it as a as a support to his business. And uh it's an amazing shirt, fits perfectly, super comfortable. Uh, easy to take care of, and more imp- and most importantly, it looks freaking fantastic on me. So be sure to check him out. I'll say it again: dayoff.shop, D-A-Y-O-F-F dot shop. Hey, oh, I got my friends. Uh, I got my friends class one A here with me. Can I get a plus ultra class one A? Plus ultra. Plus ultra. Plus ultra. Thanks, class one A. Day off. Be sure to check them out. And with that said. We are back at the Summit State of Mind to discuss, well, if you think about it, there's a big, there was a big plus at the, uh, during this season, and uh, I'll tell you, it's not Christian Wood, that's for sure, it's the other guy. Let's go on and talk about the man, the myth, the legend known as uh, Kelly Olenek, and why we believe he deserves a contract extension right now. Do you think I'm serious? Well... You're going to have to stay tuned and continue to listen with myself, the GM, T-Smooth, and Mr. Fundamental as we continue to dive in further here at the Summit State of Mind. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that, uh, Kelly Olenek, because i got to ask Mr. Fundamental. Mr. Fundamental, you, you've been watching the games just like I've been watching the games. Okay. And there's there's one there's one guy that's uh, that's been standing head and shoulders above the rest, uh, <laughs> and obviously height wise, yeah, this is true, and uh, except for Christian Wood and maybe DJ Wilson, it's the like you said, it's Skinny Thor. It is uh, the name <laughs> Kelly Olenek, the God, the second. Uh, it's a legacy of Bigs. Uh, you know, it's Moses Malone, fucking Ralph Sampson, Hakeem oh, Olajuwon, Yao Ming. Dwight Howard to a degree, and then fucking Kelly Olenek. <laughs> so, so, wait, what wagon, wagon, dude? Huh? Oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry, wagon. Chuck wagon, and then the Tuck wagon, huh? Yeah, and Tuck Capella. Wagon. Oh my god, Scola. The oh, Scola. there you go. I, f- I keep forgetting. Scola 2.0, man. Scola yeah, 2.0. It really is. Legacy of Bigs, man, and Kelly Olenek right at the top. Right. At they the got top. the same <laughs> hairstyle. Yep. So what, would you think? what do you What do you think of Kelly Olenek? Like just was... as scrappy as Scola. I mean, man. Yeah. He becomes like a fan favorite just because he does a lot of the the right things. Like the guy can pass, the guy can shoot three pointers, he cuts, yep. he plays defense. He's fundamentally sound rebounds. That must you be know? your new favorite player. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> not quite. He's like, let's not go that far. Yeah, let's not go that far. He just got here. But he's he's a really good solid piece for this team just because he can do a lot of every Everything he pa- like I said, he passes. He can drive, shoots, rebounds, defense, everything. You just hey, go play basketball. I'm like oh, okay, I'll do yeah. that. He even said he was like, if you re- if you his first interview after his first game, he was like, 
I, me and Avery Bradley are here to establish a culture. And I was like, <laughs> culture of what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, you're not a star. You're not a superstar. But apparently, everyone, everyone in Houston is treating him like he's the next. You know, he's the next. Uh, he's the biggest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> he, got, he got highlights. Yo, you know, know, I'm not hating on him. My boy's doing work, but. I mean, I don't know if it's like real or people are just effing around at this point. Like people are like, "Yo, put him. He's given the extension now." It's like, it's like, <laughs> you know, these people are saying extend. Yeah, Yo, they extend. Watch yeah, the- Clutch fans had a tweet. Yeah, where he was like, "The Rockets called a timeout so just so they can extend." Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I swear to God, if Tillman extends Olenek before uh, the Astros extend Correa, I'm gonna oh. lose my mind. I'm gonna lose it. That's it. I'm done. I'm done with Houston yeah, sports. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> but you know, it, it, it's a whole thing right now. It's a it's it's a cluster. You know, this year is good uh, in terms of developing the young talent, but it really is a clusterfuck at the end of the day. You feel bad uh, for Silas, so I, I do want to ask. Uh, I do want to ask you, T. Smooth, what you think of like how Silas has handled this whole thing? Like, it's been a debauchery for the most part. People are. I've actually some. People on Clutch fans, that's right, I'm calling you out Clutch fans. You guys got to do better. You, they're, they're saying that Silas should be fired over this, and I don't necessarily agree. What do you say? I don't agree he should be fired because, I mean, look what he's had to deal with. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just... The second he jumped into training yeah, the camp. the second he jumped in, you know. It's, it's, it wasn't his fault. It's Yeah, it's not his fault, you know. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We've had but, 30-something starting lineups. It's the most Different starting lineups, starting lineups. Yeah. by far. And we've only played, what, how many games? Like 40-something? 40-something, yeah. Like yeah, that's 40s. more than half every game that you start with something new. And it's like, how do you – continuity, like just chemistry. Like how yeah. do, you can't get that with having different lineups, people in and out, Christian Wood injured, John Wall playing like every other game basically. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not formulated for success. Do you agree? But nothing, nothing against Silas. It's just now that I see – uh, Kelvin Sampson, what he's doing with U of H. Oh, come on I'm now. like, dude. Come on now, son. We should have gave him the job come too. On now, you son. know, like we should have, we should have, we should have threw some money at now. him, man. Nah, he's not. I, cool. I love <laughs> Kelvin Sampson. What he did with the U of H program, like he should have been head coach before Kevin McHale. That's right, I said it. Yeah. <laughs> that's culture. That's, yeah. that's culture. Yeah. But I mean, you know, he, he came from the NBA too. He was, uh, he coached in college and in the NBA. He has a mixture of both cultures and he's seen young adults. He's seen young men, grown men all together. When was Kelvin Sampson here? The uh, for the Goran Dragic, man. Yeah, Goran Dragic, Goran. Kyle Lowry. Yes, he was yeah, yeah, yeah. He was year. here for a he year. He left that year. Actually, he, the year before Harden did. did but he, oh, yeah, he but left didn't he that come year. back though? No, he never came back. No, he, he never, never came, came. No, oh, you might be thinking of Bizdelic. Bizdelic? No, no, Bizdelic's a white guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Bizdelic was the one that replaced Kelvin Sampson, right? Yeah, yeah and then, and guy. then, and then, and then remember he left and then came back because Melo had a fallout with Bizdelic and then yeah. Melo left and then Bizdelic. But that's a whole, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, you're right. Kelvin Sampson uh, was with the team. It was the year before Harden came. Because I remember I he was, played I with thought, Harden. Yeah, because I swear I've seen pictures. Maybe of one them. year? Yeah. Oh, you're right. No, you're right. I'm dumb. Yeah, I think it was. I think yeah, he because he was with the Mikel staff, right? Yes, so maybe the first yeah. year of Harden. Yeah, and we had a maybe great defense. Year, he, was yeah. he was with us with Harden too yeah. for the first yeah. year. Yeah, and, the and we had a great defense. And everyone was because James Harden loved. Yeah, no, but was yeah, he second with Dwight though? Like, no, maybe he, he was. Oh, he never played. Okay, okay. That's why. That's why. Okay, this is the thing. If you guys remember. In 2012, 2013, our defense was very solid. Yeah, yeah. It was, and then, it was Samson. Samson. And you made Chandler Parsons look like a stud. I'm just yes. saying. Yes. I'm and just then saying. what happened was the next year, 
when we signed Dwight. Well, Kelvin Sampson left with eight to ten games left in the season. Correct. With that's right. And yeah. we were saying we were yeah. like, holy crap! Like we're gonna miss him, and then boom, we get eliminated yeah, the in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. against I mean, Portland. Well, no, no, not well. That, that next year. Oh, the next year. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes. yeah no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. no, because he was the Laker. With... No, the year that yeah, the year that we faced OKC in the first round. Yes. Yeah, that was the year that he had left. Um, we would have won one is, more like, game. Defense, the that defensive seed. culture that he brought with that team it's was very good. Because yep. especially with Parsons, mm-hmm. the first two years of Parsons, he was very crucial to the development. Yeah. Of Beverly comes about. Chandler. Yeah, Beverly yes. comes from overseas about halfway through the year. Yes, and there was a lot happening on that team that was uh, that really worked well with Kelvin because mm-hmm. you can see that he works well with, with the young guys. Yeah, right. He's a develop. Um, yeah, yeah. Developing and what kind he of what coach. he brought so, was a lot more of a mentality. So, AKA U of H in the final four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, it took him a while to get there, but that success he built with U of H was slow, but it was also like methodical, you know, yeah. build through junior college, you know, not recruiting the top guys, trying to, but you know, more so establishing the culture, getting a lot of athleticism. If you notice, they're the best rebounding probably the best rebounding offensive rebounding team in college basketball. Yeah. All the all athleticism. They just go all out for the boards. You don't, you you can tell that their uh, perimeter defenders are so good that they can defend on the run. So they allow the bigs to go for the offensive, you know, offensive boards all the time. I like how we're talking about U of H now. But yeah, <laughs> they're winning in the Rockets. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, you know, we, we are can be proud of something. It's human, yeah, yeah, it's human yeah. nature. I'm very happy. Right for now, that, the Cougs man. are right. If if you got, if this this it, episode is archived, yeah. In and, the future. and to me, like it's not. You don't hear about it a lot, especially like in Houston. No, like, I'm college not, isn't a I, thing. I haven't heard. Anything, you know, like yeah. yeah. Not throughout the year. I remember, like, I would watch them when I would watch basketball occasionally, um, yeah. throughout the year, and their record was always good. I'd be on Twitter and like, oh, we're ranked number five in the nation, number four, number but Kelvin six. Kelvin always like, oh. gave them a de- like at least a decent record. Like they would always kind of be hovering. Yeah, like yeah, he really every, rebuilt. I that think he's program. been there for three, four years, something like that. No, he's been every, there for a long time now. Like, like seven, seven eight years, years now. Yeah, seven, Kelvin, eight. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah for if, as long as Harden's tenure with the Rockets, which was about seven or eight years. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a lot, you know. Even so, so from the time that this has been recorded, you guys so that way everyone knows in the future. Like like Cougs are right now currently in the Final Four. We're gonna, yep. There's a game later today. Uh, we're gonna hope that they advance to the to the very last round, the national championship. The national championship. Baylor, right? Yeah, yeah. I got two things to be proud of in Houston. You got them in the final four, and uh, Houston Astros are currently two and zero. Oh. So and yeah. Baylor's got and two Baylor's guys that are got... gonna go top oh, yeah, who, ten. Probably who, who's the who's the two? Oh, shoot. oh, their guards. I don't know their. Yeah, names, no, no. But... I know. Who, yeah, shoot. Yeah, both, yeah. Both of their guards These are, are NBA caliber yeah. talent. They're they're both like lottery picks projected. So. We just have to hope that the egos are, are bigger. So <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> yeah. uh, Houston continues to run that team ball. So, you know, um, I think this is a good, this is probably a good note to, uh, to, to end off on before we end, uh, the part one on this, uh, before we move on to the next part. But, uh, so just overall, like, we you know we're talking about this lottery draft stuff. Um, are we all, is this group in agreement that, uh, if, the lottery odds go in our favor, and we go with the number, and we net the number one pick. Is it Cade Cunningham? Is he the consensus for y'all? Is uh, there no one else? I have like, no like idea. if it's I'm number be- one. I'm okay, between, so you haven't, you haven't really. No idea. I'm between Cunningham and well, leaning more towards Cunningham, but I like Jalen Suggs' game. I've been watching the tournament Gonzaga's from Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't want to say he's a complete system player. Obviously, <clears> Gonzaga <throat> has such a strong system, and a lot of players succeed at Gonzaga. And we've seen it trans. Uh, some players. Trans- I mean, Lakers legend Adam Morrison. 
<laughs> he did well in Gonzaga. The mustache, so, uh, the mustache <laughs> wonder. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. He was. He was no, enough to be the number three overall pick. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. But, you know, Jalen, you could, he, he brings a different type of um, play to them. He... Yeah. His game will translate to the league, but he's in a system. Exactly. And That's I, why I would like to I see him, that, what yeah. he would do on another team. Exactly. If you were playing for a team that was more catered to, like, you know, he played for like a UNC, Kentucky, Duke type of um, team, he would probably be more able to shine. Because if you can see right now, like the bigs, the, the, the two oh, yeah. white Timmy. dudes. Timmy, dude. yeah, the mustache he's, man. He's legit. That's my hero. <laughs> he's, he's got probably like some of the all-time great celebrations. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, 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 I want to see them win. And if U of H wins, I want to see U of H dominate them. But their defense is very good. But Gonzaga's offense <laughs> is freaking well oiled. They play like a D'Antoni offense. Yeah, they immediately go down the court. They will, they will not stop. Yeah. They accelerate, but U of H's defense is really good too. I don't want to yeah. dive too. I, I, I just I, I know it's the topic of the, the well, it's conversation. Of the fact that we're talking back about in, yeah uh, prospects. It but is let's prospects. Bring it back yeah, to Suggs like Suggs just has the game that I feel like that translates well to the league. Yeah. He's definitely a top two, top three pick in my opinion. Let, and let me give Absolutely. you. Oh, go ahead. But I know me and Kenny talked. We were talking about who we would take. I if mean, yeah, I agree. It, it's between. Cunningham, uh, and, Cunningham Suggs. and Suggs and maybe Mobley, you know, because he's yeah. like that Anthony Davis unicorn type player. Yeah. But the other one, low key, Jalen Green. Jalen Green yeah, is in the G League. Our Filipino yeah. brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You're preaching to the choir. He could be, he could possibly be the our other, first. Our other Asian man from UCLA, yeah, Ju Zhang. My boy Ju Zhang, half Vietnamese, half Yeah. I looked him up. I know he was, yeah. I was like, dang, is that Roy Hachimura's brother? <laughs> I really like Juzang's game. He has, he, if, yeah. you, if you see the way he, he moves, he has a lot of clay, Devin Booker type, but he can also put the ball on the floor. Yeah. And yeah. I like it's that. It's a very, like, spread-wise, it's a very talented draft. Very um, talented. And, I, and yes. I know that, um, Mr. Fundamental, you, you, you never really, you, you, like, you haven't even done, like, an update on it, but, like, I'll give you, like, a, like a, like a just, uh, a li- not just, like, a very tiny breakdown of of the consensus number one pick in Cade Cunningham. 6'8", pure point guard, comparable to like Ben Simmons. He has a three-point jumper. Hey. He actually has a jumper. He doesn't have lightning quick speed, but he already has like an NBA-type body. T-Mac. Uh-uh. No. Uh, no? Brandon Roy. Oh! Yes. He's very clean. And, and, Handles are clean. Yeah. Hey, man, as long yeah, as you don't have glass him, knees, yeah. it, I'm good. No, nah, yeah, he creates no. really great you know, space. He hasn't been hurt, has he? No. He, yeah, no. he don't have no... He, he's an Iron he Man. He reminds me of Brandon Roy because, like... Oh, he, great he's comparison. not going, like... Great comparison. He's not going, like, just, like, blow past you, no. but he'll give you, like, that secret... Like, that, yeah. uh... The, uh What's it called? That that bounce that you're like, oh shit! Like I yeah, don't it's know. Yeah, like out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's kind of like that, little, that element of surprise. They said yeah. that he he's that. he's definitely reminiscent of the old school. He's, he's definitely smooth. not. He's super he's very smooth. smooth with the ball, and he's 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 a winner. He's he's got the clutch gene. Anytime and it's a big game situation and it's mm-hmm. close, he it's so it. anti Harden. Like that's why uh, you know I feel like I'm Man. I become a Julio spokesperson because the dude will never come on the pod ever. So <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Yeah, I'm calling you out. Um, Poor Julio. He said, uh, yeah, you know, even. He said, like, he doesn't want to come on, but like, yeah, he said it himself. Like, he was saying, uh, 
it's very anti-Harden. Like, you know, he, he wants the ball in his hands. He'll make the pass. He won't just look for the shot. Like, he'll look for the shooter. Because mm. he's a, he's a pass for, he's a pass first guard. But the thing is, like, he's 6'8 and his wingspan is 7'1. So you can push oh. him at the small forward spot. Yeah. You can, he doesn't can need to technically yeah. be a point guard. You can keep KPJ at the have point. a problem playing those He'll positions. slide to the yeah, three and be. He'll be like, yo, you play point yeah. guard wall or whatever. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll move. Because yeah. he's not uber, be he's not uber athletic. KPJ, yeah. Those types of He's not uber athletic. well with a lot of people. Yeah. His game, I feel like. I feel like Mr. Fundamental would like fall in love with him. Like, low key. Just because he's very, like, he's not all, he's not all show. Like, he's not yeah. all hops. His game is very old school. I really like it. Like, it's very smooth. If you see the way he plays in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, if you see the highlights, you can just see, like, oh, yeah, this is an NBA, this is an NBA player. Like, it's not – he's playing above and beyond whatever the other guys are doing. And it's a lot of other lowly players. Yeah. So, you know, it's – I feel it's, like uh, the league uh, is getting away from super height. You know, like, no one's really looking for seven foot anymore. They're looking for wingspan. If you're saying he has, like, a seven foot wingspan, then yeah. that's – that's already no, that's a win. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, there is the second guy, Mobley. You know, he's, Who is he's seven, seven. Yeah, he's seven, seven feet. feet seven but one, yeah. if you've seen him with the ball, he can dribble like a guard. He can, oh, yeah, you know, dribble, like Anthony can, Davis. This AD, they compare yeah, to, yeah, so yeah. He not can dribble and shoot. Not as quick as Durant, but like, yeah, very similar to AD. Like body wise, like when he came out, like when he came out of Kentucky. I can't. You know, it, this is crazy that like. You definitely know it's the post-Harden era when you're talking about draft. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I haven't talked about the draft with the GM in years. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long yeah. time since we've had to talk yeah, about like, it's kind of, but To me, it's exciting, too. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's something to look forward to. I miss to. it. I miss it. Yeah. I miss that opportunity of getting that new superstar. Who's yeah. gonna? Who's the next unicorn out of the draft, and are we going to be able to get it? Because eventually, hey, Harden's going to retire. Like, all these guys are going to retire. Yep. So. Who's going to take the reins? Yeah, who's who's up next? Yeah, yeah. you got Lu- Luca. Luca's saying he got next. You got Trey Young. We got to start come looking up. now. We need that, yeah. Yep. Because that generation, you know, they're, they're starting. LeBron's getting older. Yeah. Harden's getting older. Durant's getting older. It's it, That page Your is slowly like turning. Jason Tatum. And like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's crazy to think how about. How fast the pages turn. And Luca's already in his third year. Yeah. One yeah. more year. One more year, and he's in a free agent. Like if oh, he doesn't sign, if he doesn't yeah. sign a, if he doesn't sign a uh, extension. an extension, he can literally dip on them. I feel like in he's a year been in the league for ten years. Yeah, it's crazy know? to think about. Well, before we uh, before we move on to part two, which is going to be definitely a more fun one, and and it's a surprise for everyone here, except for I I think I mentioned it to you, the GM, but it's a surprise for y'all because we got a run it back. Whoop whoop! Hey, you guys, are, yeah, we got to run it back. I got it on the TV. We're gonna watch it. <laughs> I yeah. was about to say, I'm not running nowhere. Not <laughs> With an attitude like that, we won't get anywhere. Come on. Come on, T-Smooth. Now, I, I've been telling GM, I was like, we need to do an episode. Like, we need to get, like, a, the brain trust of, like, of like the Hoopers that can get, that are open to being on a pod and just talk about our, our games. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, gosh. Uh, I would love to hear. Other people. Just like we talk about like the same people all the time. What is it? What, what, what is it unfi- I'm gonna call it the uh, unfiltered episode. We just 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 put it put the mics in front of us and just go to town. <laughs> like just a round table, right? A- anything? Anything? Uh, anything? Y'all gotta say? Uh, Tismo, anything you gotta say before we uh, close uh, the first part of this pod? Anything on 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 future or current state of the Rockets? No, I'm just. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say, Kenny? Uh, Tank for Cade. Yeah, I've been I've been joking around. I was like, I want to get that sign. I just want to get the sign. If we're gonna lose, we're gonna be the best at it. <laughs> <laughs> we 
Hey, we've been getting 20 point yes. leads and losing them. <laughs> we're gonna look good until the end. You Did he show that we can lead? Exactly. Hey, man, yeah. said it too. We played yeah, Mr. Fundamental really Fundamental. great three quarters, yes. and then come fourth quarter, hey, man, yes. it's time to tank, y'all. Like, hey, we just need that one person to take over the fourth, you know? It's like, John it's like Wall just lets him take up as many shots as he yeah. wants. I feel like right. they, John Wall, it's time to stat pad. Go. Yeah. <laughs> no, that I feel like literally, like there were like even like if you follow Clutch on Twitter, he's like, he's like, all right, here comes John Wall, here comes Avery Bradley, tank leaders. Yep. <laughs> yes, like, the tank commanders. Yeah, yeah, the tank commanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tank for Cade, man. Yeah, tank for Cade, man. Absolutely, and and. Hopefully we get that number one pick. And <laughs> all right, so we're gonna take a take a quick break here, but um, but yeah, no, we're gonna see you guys in the in the next uh, in part two in the next episode, and uh, you guys be on the lookout for that. It's coming here very soon. All right, take care. The summit for four, 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 four.